Previously on Transformers University, we took a look at the impact of the Transformers brand around the world and in Japan. And now, we're going to take a quick look at how the Transformers appeared in comics and manga in Japan, as well as how the Transformers were presented musically in many countries. Right now, on Transformers University. Hello, my friend, and welcome to Transformers University. This is episode number 28. I am your host, Anthony Bertali, and today we're heading over to Japan for a little bit and taking a little tour around the world uh, for a little bit of the Japanese comics in 1985, plus a look at some of the music for the series, uh, both in North America, Japan, and other places. But before I begin, I want to give a quick shout out to our newest pledge over at our Patreon, patreon.com slash TFU info. want to welcome aboard our newest senior, Mauricio. Mauricio, thank you so much for signing up, for being a part of the Patreon, and big shout out to you for joining up. And if you'd like to be a part of the Patreon, to be a part of the folks who are getting to hear this episode way ahead of the rest of you because I know this one is not posting until August 1st and the Patreon is going to get it a lot sooner because I ran out of space due to San Diego Comic-Con coverage on my uh, podcasting plan. It resets at the start of the month but uh, Patreon is a completely separate service for that. So if you'd like to be part of the Patreon, swing on by patreon.com slash TFU info. You can sign up for as little as a dollar a month. We are now at 14 patrons. On our way to our first goal of 25 patrons, so just 11 away. And once we hit 25, we are going to go back. I am going to go back with my video editing skills and re-edit the first three episodes of this show into full-length video episodes, much like you see with the Meet the Cast episodes that we do uh, every couple of months. But enough housekeeping. Let's dive into the first part of today's topics and that is the Japanese manga comics that appeared in a number of magazines in Japan uh, but in 1985 we had two magazines that would have several pages devoted to Transformers stuff on occasion and there wasn't a lot but there were what was there was fairly interesting and uh the first one would be TV Magazine. Now, TV Magazine is a magazine in Japan that uh, still publishes uh, Transformers content from time to time and has throughout their history. So in late 1985, they started doing uh, what would be an eight-part comic book uh, series, a manga, as you will. I am very tempted to call it a manga or call it a magna, but uh, <laughs> it is most certainly... A manga, but in 1985, before the eight-issue run would start, there was a prologue issue that ran, and this prologue was written by Masumi Kaneda and with art by Ban Magami. And these two gentlemen are very important because they are two of the creative minds behind almost all of Japanese uh, G1. Iteration. So later on, as we get through the show, you'll find out that there were a handful of series uh, that aired in Japan that did not air in the United States and in North America. And uh, 
these two gentlemen had their hand in a lot of it. Plus, they had a hand in a lot of the manga that came out of Japan for TV Magazine. So, in TV Magazine, there were two different types of uh, stories presented to support the Transformers brand in Japan. And the first being the prologue that I mentioned earlier. And this prologue story was a basic comic book. Uh, it was only a handful of pages, and you can actually find those pages over at tfarchive.com. And it's really about six pages of content, and uh, it's just the basic story of the Autobots and Decepticons coming to Earth. Uh, there's some interesting art that has some really cool generics and uh, non-named characters and just odd designs in there. Uh and I will throw the link for the TF Archive page with these on them in the description of the show. So if you'd like to follow along with these comics, take a look. Uh, I'm not going page by page on these because it really is just a description of how the Autobots and Decepticons came to Earth as we've seen many times before. Uh, but if you'd like to take a look at the art, the description of this show will have the link. In addition, in support of Fight, Super Robot Lifeform Transformers... <laughs> There was also another series of story pages presented in Japan, and again, written by uh, Kaneda with art by Megami, and some art also provided by Studio Ox. Now, Studio Ox is important because their designs have greatly influenced uh, Transformers and have gone on to influence uh, things so far as the upcoming War for Cybertron Siege line, uh, as mentioned by lead Transformers designer John Warden uh, recently at San Diego Comic-Con. And uh, if you haven't caught the San Diego Comic-Con coverage from this podcast, uh, please go back and check it out. There was a lot of interesting things, uh, both positive and negative, at least from my perspective, uh, introduced. And uh, some of which were toys kind of influenced heavily by these Studio Ox highly detailed designs. Now, if you dig 80s anime, if you dig that kind of thing, then the Studio Ox stuff is totally for you. Now, once again, tfarchive.com, a uh, great website, has some samples of these story pages from TV Magazine, the Super Robot Life story pages. Now, I will also include that link in the description. These are at times only just a handful of pages. Um per story, and there were five stories published in 1985. Now, I can't seem to find anything beyond stories one and two online, but there was a fantastic book released, but if you're really interested in this art style and the look of these pages, they're not necessarily in context to a publishing order or anything like that, but there's a book by Million Publishing in Japan, which has done a ton of Transformers books, called... Transformers visual works and uh, it'll run you a pretty penny I don't think I saw it for anything less than 60 bucks or $70 and upwards of $200 for a copy of this book but uh, there are certainly a lot of the images from the book online and they're really pretty so if you dig this kind of art please do yourself a favor Google Transformers visual works and visual works all one word uh, you'll be Pleasantly surprised and pretty impressed. Alright, so let's talk about what happens in parts 1 through 5, the ones published in 1985, in these story pages from TV Magazine. 
Now, I am just basically going to crib the descriptions from tfwiki.net. Um, again, these are just really kind of short stories, uh, only a handful of pages. They're really meant for the art, and the art is very, very pretty, uh, as I've said before. Uh, so, first part, part one, published August 1985, uh, is basically an introduction for the main characters and cast of the first season of the show. There's a brief story in there about the uh, Transformers' arrival on Earth, and a story about how the Autobots saved New York City, my hometown, from Decepticon attack. Uh, part 2, published in September of 85, called Anime Theater, Sikkim Hound, and this one is illustrated by Bon Megami. And again, uh, previous one, part one, was illustrated by Studio Ox. This one has the Autobots testing their skills with a race. Uh, there's Optimus Prime with a checkered flag. There's some great art of Wheeljack and Hound and Sideswipe and Jazz, uh, who get attacked by Soundwave and Laserbeak Hound as a Jeep. Uh, because they're racing over rocky terrain, uh, doesn't have too much of a problem fighting off the ambush and uh, he transforms and punches Soundwave in the chest while Jazz transforms and takes out Laserbeak. That's probably the one you will find the most description for. That is the one that's also up on TF Archive now. Parts 3 through 5 I have not been able to find. So if you know where I can find exactly uh, where these pages are, um, please shoot me an email. Info at tfu.info or hit me up on Twitter at tfu underscore info. Part 3, in, published in 1985 in October, Red Alert and Sideswipe battle Thundercracker and Skywarp over a human space shuttle. Uh, part 4 has the Dinobots making their debut and defending Autobot headquarters from Decepticon attack. And Part 5, published in December of 85, has Soundwave and his cassettes taking on Blaster and Perceptor. Now, the stuff in TV Magazine was pretty straightforward, pretty standard Transformers fair, Autobots fighting Decepticons, how they got to Earth, who they are, what they do. In another magazine, Comic Bomb Bomb, there was a much different take in 1985 on the Transformers. Now, they only had one thing published in the year of 85, and that was in December. It's a story called A Birth of Planet Sabertron. Now, a uh, couple things on the wording here. So, Sabertron is the Japanese name for the planet of Cybertron. Uh, the reason for that is probably because the Autobots are called Cybertrons in Japan, while the Decepticons are called Destrons. Uh, so let's keep that straight. Planet, Sabertron, Autobots, Cybertrons, Decepticons, Destrons. In this comic bomb bomb story, which is a text story, they delve into the history of planet Sabertron. And it is a history for the planet of Cybertron, or Sabertron, depending on where you live, that is very unique. Um, so much so that uh, it is uh, way, way out there, and it's kind of dark. So a few years back, a uh, longtime Transformers fan goes by the name of Hydra, and I'm sure if you've been to a Transformers convention, uh, you've probably seen Hydra there. He is incredibly tall. 
So Hydra posted a fantastic translation of this to English, A Birth of Planet Sabertron, on allspark.com back in 2014. So let's walk through this story because it is certainly an origin of Sabertron that you have never heard before. So before planet Sabertron existed, there were an alliance of planets. And because these planets came from different cultures and different ideals, uh, they frequently ended up going to war with one another. So as a way to keep the peace, the Sabertron space station was developed as a peacekeeping measure and a place to do scientific research. It was basically like a police satellite uh, in this portion of space where these planets were aligned and frequently warring with one another. Uh, because of the Sabertron space station, wars pretty much ended in the region. Then Sabertron, because it was a place of scientific research, the Sabertron space station became self-aware and began developing an intelligence. Shortly thereafter, it begins pulling in nearby spacecraft and begins to grow. Uh, Sabertron grows to the point where it destroys the planets and the civilizations that created it. Hundreds of millions of years later, landscapes begin to develop on the planet. Then life begins to develop in the form of what we would call the Transformers. Now, these robots begin to have conflicts over energy and resources. They have two schools of thought. There's a group that wants expansion and conquest, and that is the Destrons. And then there's a group that wants to gather, protect, and regenerate resources. That is the Cybertrons. And that is the birth of planet Sabertron. So that story is kind of dark, because that means Cybertron, as we know it, came into being because it became alive and decided to destroy everyone that created it. And I think one last interesting note here is that this somewhat references the Marvel origin story of, quote, naturally occurring gears, levers, and pulleys. And there you have it. That is the whole of Japanese manga for 1985. Now, while we're still in Japan, let's talk a little bit about music on the show Fight, Super Robot Lifeform, Transformers. So the opening and closing theme on the G1 Seasons 1 and 2 cartoon in Japan were performed by Satoko Shimonari. And there's, these are actually longer songs uh, overall. But the opening theme is a song called Transformer. And the full song is over three minutes. The TV edit is about a minute and 20 seconds. Here, give it a listen. Break up, break up, Susan the 
So it's quite the different take on a Transformers theme versus the two we had in North America at this point. Because it's not very rockish. It's not very in-your-face fast and kind of hooking you in right away. It takes a little while to build up, uh, but it hits you with that big chorus, which is kind of cool. Now, on the closing theme, again by Satoko Shimonari, uh, is a track called Peace Again. And this one was edited down to about a minute for the closing credits on the series. Now, I want to break down the lyrics on this one, uh, and I'm pulling this translation from tfwiki.net. If you search Peace Again, because that's the name of the song, uh, you'll be able to find the English translation of the lyrics. And again, I think these lyrics reflect how um, dark the original view of this series is uh, from Japan. From that origin for Sabertron, to this song there is certainly a theme here that isn't just hey robots fighting check it out it's exciting all right so here is the lyrical translation from the faraway meteor resounds two of heart and now earth is a dangerous zone give me now peace again into the burning space, please just abandon your grief. Being born only for fighting, Transformer. That last line in particular, being born only for fighting, Transformer, is real bleak. Uh, wow. <laughs> and of course, you can hunt down a lot of these tracks uh, by searching on YouTube for them. Uh, if you search Fight Super Robot, Lifeform Transformers opening theme or closing theme they should come up rather quickly and while tooling around YouTube I found a few more alternate themes from the original series so in France they also got something fairly non-traditional and uh, I want to credit the website that posted this to Facebook and that is tfraw dot blogspot.com that's t-f-r-a-w dot blogspot.com uh, and the French theme is uh, also a much longer song than needed for a theme song but has this techno vibe to it so here it is give it a listen I'm not going to play the whole thing here's just a bit of it oh, 
I find that one interesting. It's got this techno vibe. It's kind of fast. Uh, it's certainly different, but the ending theme is a bit more familiar. That one's close to the original music from North America, uh, with some added in uh, sound effects, some big sweeps in there, some uh, techno-y sounds. But it's also interesting to note that most of the world got just the theme song that the North Americans got and the Europeans got. Um, however, in North America, since we're on French-speaking themes... In Quebec, there was a Quebecois version of the theme. Now, this is much more familiar to many of us in the English-speaking world. The Transformers met the illusion. Les autobots laissent tomber leur roue pour combattre les forces des Decepticons. Les Transformers, des robots champions. Les Transformers, mettent de l'illusion. Les Transformers. Now, it's certainly more familiar territory in terms of the music. Now, you listen to this behind me and I'm going to speak over it but this is the some of the background music from the original series uh, from the first two seasons a company by the name of Enjoy the Tunes a few months ago pressed this on vinyl and uh, just recently has re-released it on vinyl you can actually get it from their website as of right now they're not sold out but I imagine they're going to sell out again uh, they were kind enough to hook me up with a promo copy back when they first pressed it. And uh, you can catch my unboxing video of it up on our YouTube channel. And some of this music is just fantastic to hear without dialogue over it, without my voice over it. Uh, so please go out and check it out. And that will wrap things up for this edition of Transformers University. I am your host, Anthony Bricali. And please, if you like the show please come by our Patreon, patreon.com slash TFU info. As I said earlier, it's only a dollar to sign up and uh, you would have heard this episode way ahead of everyone else. Also, please swing by our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash TFU info. We still have that studio series Thundercracker to give away. We're not giving it away until we hit a thousand subscribers. So all you have to do is one, subscribe. So you help us get a little bit closer to giving it away. And two, Leave a comment in the video for the Studio Series Thundercracker giveaway and you are entered. That's all you have to do. Say, hey, I want to win this toy. And that's all you got to do. Just say hello. You can just say, 
love the show. Say, give me free stuff. Say whatever you want. But all you have to do is leave a comment in that video and uh, you will be entered. As always, you can catch me on social media. Twitter, that's usually where I am. At TFU underscore INFO. Facebook and Instagram dot com slash TFU info. Uh, I post my daily desk bot to all three. Uh, so if you'd like to see a toy picture just about every day, please make sure you like, subscribe, follow. Whatever those sites need, just do it. Finally, you can catch us on email, info at tfu.info. And, of course, on the web, www.tfu.info, the world's longest-running Transforming Toy Archive. Next episode, we're not coming back to the U.S., but we are flying into Europe one more time. We're going to take a look at the final couple of issues to come out from Marvel UK in 1985. Once again, I am your host, Anthony Bertalli. Till next time, see ya.